You're listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Here we go. Hive Mind Detonation in three, two, one. Let's go. Confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. The, truth. the mainstream. You can't handle the truth. Has been put on notice. This is the Optimal State Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Optimal State Podcast. Episode 13, lucky number 13. We're very happy to be with you tonight. My name is Jared, one of your hosts. I'm here with my very good friend, the libertarian Liberace himself, the man of men, freedom fighter. If a beach was personified, it would be him, my good friend, Adam. How are you, dude? Hola, senor. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm trying to work on the intro for you. I've tried. I, I that wasn't written, but I'm trying to like get something. That's pretty good. I mean, for off, some, off, something spicy for you. For off the cuff, yeah. Yeah, could you tell it was off the cuff? Yeah, I'm sure you could. I feel like I'm entering a game show. <laughs> That's great. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for a game show announcer. This is this is the Optimal State Podcast, and I am. Uh, I'm thinking of like the dude from Price Is Right. Which is that show Bob still Barker. on? Well, Bob Barker, Bob Barker but who was there? Was an, an announcer? Who Carrie. Who, Carrie took over, I thought. Oh, he did take over. That's right, because Bob Barker's been gone for quite a bit. Who Carrie show is actually like a hilarious show. I recommend that to anybody. I do remember that being pretty funny. Yeah, it was definitely. It had the guy from uh, what's that one show? Uh, Whose line is it anyway? Was on it. The taller guy. He's yeah, hilarious. yeah, and he was also uh, he was also on uh, Two and a Half Men as well. Oh, that's right, he was. He was one of the neighbors. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, he was uh, Jake's stepfather. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I that show was like I never, I I seen a few episodes, and I always thought it was actually really funny. Like I, I uh, like really weirdly crude though. Like I was like almost, I was like, this is actually on yeah, it pretty, primetime it, TV. Yeah, it was pretty witty and funny. I always liked watching it. Um, uh, I mean, it, I was watching it when it was still kind of big years ago. So I like I saw back a lot of episodes then. But uh, I, I always kind of enjoyed it. I, I, I'm I, kind of a sitcom, you know? Yeah, you are a sitcom buff. Like, I, you're like the Seinfeld. You're probably a, a top tier Seinfeld fan, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld, I love Married with Children. You know, it's, uh, I don't really, I mean, I don't even know if there's, uh, any type of uh, sitcoms nowadays. I mean, I don't, I'm, I mean, maybe there are, but uh, I don't watch them. Well, I think there's Two Broke Girls, uh, if that's still on. I know that had a laugh track to it. Big Bang Theory, I I think that's gone at this point. But yeah, I'm not the, I'm not the modern sitcom specialist over here. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think definitely seem like they've reached their peak in like the early mid nineties, right? With, Seinfeld and friends, well, Married with Children was a little earlier. Yeah, Friends, right? Exactly. But uh, yeah, I guess you know we're gonna kind of uh, take a detour here, go from the light and airy subjects, and uh, maybe delve into some more uh, serious matters here. We're gonna talk about the this the shooting, unfortunate shooting that occurred in Nashville, and kind of unpack that a little bit. So. Yeah, really sum it up. We had another school shooting at a, a, a Christian elementary school in uh, Nashville, and they identified the shooter as a, a she to he 
tra- uh, trans young woman who was from the area. And uh, so far, I don't think they've said there was a motive released, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's already been presented there that's already been put out. And you can kind of see how like I'm on CNN's homepage and the the headline is the three students killed in Nashville shooting were all nine years old, police say. That's the headline. And it's, I, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes, just how they love to go to numbers immediately. They just love, let's put the numbers out there and start people talking about that. And but what's interesting is if it was we all know if it was a Trump supporting white guy, uh, you know, neck beard looking dude, that his face would be right there. It would be the it would take up the entire browser or the entire window. The entire browser window would be this one guy's face uh, if that were the case, you know, and um, but that's not the case. We're looking at a, a more big headline here and then they go on to say the shooter identified by police as a 28 year old and former student also killed three adults before being killed by responding officers so again nothing about id nothing about motive just more about like a very cut and dry news story which you know you actually hope to see more in the news you would forgive them if this were you know they were more a more objective uh more objective normally but they're not so you're, you're like okay what are we what are we hiding here and then this is what they also choose to show. Uh, I'm going to play some audio for you guys of a woman who just happened to be in Nashville on Monday, March 27th on a family or a vacation. Well, I'll let her go on to describe exactly what, what was going on. Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I'm from Highland Park, Illinois. My son and I survived a mass shooting over the summer. I am in Tennessee on a family vacation with my son, visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? These shootings and these mass shootings will continue to happen until our lawmakers step up and pass gun safety legislation. Aren't you guys tired of this? Are you guys sick of it? We have to do something. We all have to call our lawmakers, and we all have to make our lawmakers make change now, or this is going to keep happening. So this is a a, a random woman speaking to a, a bunch of other women who are holding cell phones, and she's in front of one microphone. But it's it's an interesting story. Where you're with your son visiting your sister-in-law. I don't know. There's some pieces missing here. It's It seems like a weird, convenient, almost scripted sort of story. And that may sound like, hey, man, Jared, what how, how could you just doubt this angry mother who is a survivor of a or, or has a kid who's a survivor? Blah, blah, blah. The reason is because there is precedent for there being recurring actors at these scenes for there being, uh, you know, scripted narratives that you see here. I mean, this is the this is the, the media industry we're talking about here. Right. I mean, they're this they're in the the. The business of presenting a story. Uh, Adam, you were saying some things to me earlier before we started recording about this. Did, anything you want to kind of throw in here? Well, I think that people need to realize that no matter what they are seeing on television, uh, I think it's important that they realize that it's probably mostly fake. 
you know, and there's a narrative attached to it. And if you just want to simplify simplify it to that degree, because um, I, I I don't trust anything that um the mainstream media projects out there. Uh, this is just my point of view, and I don't know any context about really anything that's going on here besides what we're watching. I do know about the shooting, but uh, it just seems very fake. Doesn't really seem honest. Seems set up. You know, I don't know. You know, if it's prior to this happening, I, I don't have uh, the ability to make that call. But what I do say is I, I do see the phoniness. Um, and I uh, it, it, it's funny that this is getting brought up because I've been kind of talking with people on Twitter about the Second Amendment and how important it is for us as Americans. And I was just uh, actually talking to a guy at the bar the other night. I bumped into this guy, Brian, and uh, I was like, look, man, it's the Second Amendment for a reason. It's literally the second most important thing written in the Constitution because that's how important it is. Just like free speech, which is obviously the number one, but something that important to try to take it away, take it away from us. And, you know, you have to understand why that's happening because it's just the fact that, um, you know, if our guns are meant to protect us from government, it's not to protect us from, you know, I mean, you can use it to protect us from each other, but um, when the, the government and the, the goons have high-powered rifles, why can't why can't we? And just because something or somebody might do something bad to somebody one day with that, we have to just strip everybody from it, you know? Uh, I, I don't believe in that. And uh, But to go back to this, it's all very phony and it's all very manipulated, but that, that's kind of the society that we're living in. Yeah, no, totally. And it's like they immediately go to the gun legislation thing, which is such a uh, a superficial sort of kind of um, talking point, really. You know, we're not going to anything about the person's mental state and, and what the trends are in these mental states. But one thing I did kind of want to touch on a little bit was just uh, the idea of maybe an inciting incident or um, maybe you know, to, to go along with the more the narrative idea, like the media narrative, I would, I would venture a guess that they would not be above presenting uh, these sort of violent incidents as, you know, okay, we're presenting the sides in what we hope will be a coming conflict because think about it, you know, in these, what is the most, what are the sacred thing that we have is children, you know, children are, are held near and dear. We don't want to hurt our children. Um, mo- you know, most most people would say that. I think ninety nine percent of people. Uh, so when you have these sorts of terrible events like school shootings or um, where the most vulnerable are hurt, and then you see the people who commit these acts, it creates these sort of uh, villain archetypes, right? So I think I would not. Th- I would think that the media would not be above using this as a sort of like. Hey, we're putting this out there. We're putting this out there because oftentimes in history, you know, they we have seen the the people who are um, LGBTQ like historically, so homosexuals historically who've subscribed to that lifestyle, they get often blamed as scapegoats from the powers that be. If, if they find it easy to do, they're like, okay, this is these are people who make themselves put themselves in a more vulnerable state because they expose themselves. They expose something that others find, some people find reprehensible, but others will just be like, okay, they prioritize that to such a degree that 
they're not prioritizing other things. So it's seen as like a sign of in a society as something that's not, it's like an outlier. So it's not part of the functional whole. So they're easier to isolate and make a scapegoat in situations. And I think if you go back to the eighties with the, you know, the, the whole AZT thing and that being linked to gay guys with uh, HIV and AIDS, you know, that's all tied into that too. And it's, it's real powerful to get that into the mainstream and they get enough hysterical people talking about people dying. And, you know, lo and behold, history changes. And uh, it's, man, it's just so interesting to think that, uh, you know, the history that we are told, because so, I mean, so much stuff, especially like recently in the past, like three years, has just been like flipped on its head since like COVID started. I mean, for me, like I just, I've really just started to look at everything. It's almost like the stuff that was the most hard sold to us our whole lives is the stuff you have to question the most. Right. I mean, it's like, they want you to believe so hard certain things that uh, you're like, at this point you're like, huh. a lot of that stuff is, is now starting to seem like the things I should question the most. Yeah, and remember that video I showed you of uh, the compilation of the 2004 uh, Republican National Convention when they, like, mentioned, like, terrorism and, like, bombs and Saddam Hussein, like, how many, it was, like, 200 times. It was, like, you know, terrorism, terrorism, bomb, 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 killed, slaughtered, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all these, it was just a compilation of them just, like, oozing out the fear, you know, and uh, if you look back at the the videos of, like, 9-11 and all these major incidents, one thing you have in common is like they always have the patsy of the scapegoat set up uh to take the blame i mean yeah, how, i mean how could they've known right like an hour after the plane hit the building it was osama bin laden you know like and and like every outlet knew you know and it's like well to me they had the per- they had the person picked out and set up and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that he didn't do it, he did do it, whatever it is, but it's just so fitting that they always have the scapegoat or the patsy set up to take the blame as soon as one of these tragic events occurs. It's the military industrial complex. It's the war machine. That's part of what they do. You know, they don't just sell to one side. They they have to be like, okay, we need to monopolize this. We need to know the, we, we need to have the buyer and the seller, basically, right? So... You know, when when uh, you find people who don't like each other, you try to stoke those conflicts. And I think that that goes back to uh, what you just touched on. You know, I think that they they actively create archetypes uh, to this to the scapegoats. Right. And these are these are archetypes that we then will different groups will dislike. They they become the archetypes that they dislike. So and they're they're very clever at that, at presenting different groups to different types of people. And they kind of control all the different channels of that narrative. So that's why we say, you know, I think one of the central themes of what we come back to time and time again is like, you really just got to take a big full step back from the whole thing that's being presented to you because it's all messed up. Like you really have to turn around and just start building that new thing behind you, you know, with that community of people who are on that same, who are also like turning fully. It's, it's, or else they're always going to find some way to like draw you back in because that's all they need. They just need one 
one of their suggestions, you know, like, hey, you want this? You want a little, uh, you want a little Skinamax, don't you? Or, hey, man, yeah, you want a little, uh, come on, why don't you just uh, smoke, drink this little thing? I, I don't know. It's, there's always some temptation. And once they have one in you, one one hook, they're, and they're good at that. something i kind of wanted to read real quick and i I think it's related to what we're talking about it's it's from this book and i I was telling you before the the title it's it's a little hokey it's called the dark secrets of shtf survival um but it's it's written by this guy who survived the yugoslav wars in the early 90s and he was in i i don't know exactly what city he was in it was either mostar or sarajevo but he survived like uh an urban he he survived in an urban environment while the city was under siege and had no electricity no running water constant gunfire artillery barrages uh he existed off of um you know raiding bombed out homes and finding food in them mhgs being dropped down by like uh believe nato because i know nato was involved but uh, 
I wanted to read something from here. He he discusses how things kind of got started up there. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, it was actually largely by the media stoking up divisiveness with the population. People thinking they had more differences between them than commonalities and wanting to focus on that. And then you had a media which just constantly drove that home and constantly drove the fear home. So I'm just going to read a little bit from here. The ways how people get manipulated through the media information probably never changed for ages, simply got more sophisticated. And we people get more plugged in or simply more dependent on it. Now, when I look back, it is very easy to see that we were fooled by most of the media and pushed in actions that were not smart. But in that time, it was invisible to us. The media manipulated people, bombarding us with fear and hate. It is hard now to sum up how all that looks, how media did the job, but some points can be described. They heated up the situation. We were bombarded carefully with loads of information about changes that were coming to us. But it was not only about the political system, it was also about the importance of our opinions. After some time of this, folks simply started to believe that our opinions could make a change or that our opinion was important. And after that, we were fed through the media that there were great differences between us and that the differences were actually so big that they might be a problem for our future life in this region. In reality, you could point out huge differences between any groups of people or political options anywhere in the world. And still, that does not mean it needs to end up in blood. But we were led to believe that blood was the only option for solving the differences. So I, I just found that to be pretty interesting that it was they felt really by big takeaway from that was just how people the media made people feel so empowered about their opinions, right, that their opinions mattered. And I feel that is actually a pretty nefarious thing that the media does is give these people who actually don't invest anything in society and don't take accountability for how society ends up. And they feel still that their opinions matter. Anything you want to add to that, Adam? Yeah, well, we saw that through uh, during uh, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and all that stuff. I mean, that was all the media uh, riling everybody up. Uh, and people bought it. And they know people are stupid enough to, to buy those lies. And they know that these people will pay high prices for them too. And it's, uh, and it's what that guy said. I mean, he's right on the, he's right on the money, but, uh, I, I look at the media like that now. Uh, I, I kind of look at it kind of, uh, I, I don't look at it at all. Like it's legitimate. I mean, I, I figured that they're lying to me at every aspect of what they're talking about. Um, is a lie to me. Uh, even when like even what I see on my phone and Instagram and all that stuff, it's just like I, I know it's all fake. Uh, it's the people that buy into it that are really losing out. Uh, because most people do. Uh, and I guess that's kind of you know why we're here today. But uh, it, it's the the propaganda is real, man. I, you can't deny that. And what we're seeing with this school shooting and all this stuff, and it's all narrative driven. 
Uh, and that's what I think people should realize is that it's just strictly about getting a talking point out there, getting the public to try to grasp it and understand it in the way that they want you to, and hopefully to, you know, mold and sway your opinion on these issues. Because who, like, taking guns away, who does it really benefit? Does it really benefit the kid at the elementary school? No, it benefits the guy that's in a suit somewhere or a military outfit that one day might come into your home. And, and obviously, a politician is going to come into your home. But these people, you can't trust them. You can't trust government. And that's why we have this amendment to the Constitution. Uh, so, but the, the whole point is it's the, the narrative is disgusting because it's never about, oh, let's promote freedom. Let's promote people making choices for themselves. Let's promote goodness and oneness. No, it's all kill, slaughter, death, destruction all day, every day on the news. And uh, that's why I don't watch it. And I don't need to hear it. And uh, I feel bad for anybody that consumes it and believes it. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I think more people, younger people seem to be not as caught up in it from my uh, observations anyway. I, well, I the think the generation they grew up, I mean, they, they relied on. It. I right. mean, think about it, you know, and our great uh, grandparents relied on it. And uh, I don't think that um, the internet has helped kind of lift the veil in that sense where we can like, you know, make these compilations and study it and stuff like that. You couldn't do that, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, you had to take it for what it was. And uh, obviously it was a lie. Most yeah, it'd be like, lies. it'd be like, good luck if you knew like one, one sort of conspiracy, like if you knew one thing that was not correct, you know, and you kind of went down the rabbit hole on that. That was kind of how it was, I, I, I would think, more like 20, 30 years ago before everything was pretty available on the internet. You know, it was like you had a guy who just had, he did a deep dive on Bohemian Grove or uh, a guy who knew just everything about Freemasonry. You know what I mean? Um, but now it's like so many people are uh, really experts on a lot of stuff. I, I will say, dude, this is like completely off topic, but man, I, I was listening to um, an Owen Benjamin interview today and he had this guy on named Dr. Narco Longo. I don't know if you are you familiar with that name? No. Well, just really far, far out theory that the Fertile Crescent, the biblical Fertile Crescent is not in the Middle East that we uh think it is it's actually in florida and the gulf area the 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 actual of uh, an actual fertile crescent because that area is an actual fertile crescent so i don't think we'll we'll dive into that on this episode but that was something that i was into earlier today in addition to uh the shooting stuff but um i think i think, I think we have spoken about that before because i remember i think you you were the person that um because you bringing it up triggered something, but I think that you and I discussed it a few weeks ago. I think maybe last time when I was uh, visiting. That's right. I think I did, right. And uh, maybe I might have brought it up on the Edgar Casey pull shift episode. But um, anyway, yeah, we could touch on that in another episode. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to – I think we're good here. going to land the plane. Uh, just leave everybody with 
follow us on uh, you know Instagram, Twitter. That would be awesome. Uh, at Optimal State Pod, find us there. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Um, even if you want us to read something on air, we'd love to do that. You can shoot us an email too, OptimalStatePod at Gmail. And uh, I think we're gonna start doing some uh, video stuff as well, right, Adam? I think uh, you've even been putting up some shorts. So, um, yeah, man. Anything you want to to top things off with? Don't believe the lies, man. Don't believe the lies, dude. Nah, but for real, yeah, don't, dude. I, there's so yeah, so exactly, much of it man. out there. <laughs> there's, there really is, <laughs> and it's easy to. I feel like. You know, uh, maybe we're in a nice spot right now where uh, we, we're, you know, we're having just an, a conversation between two friends and, and we ha- we hold similar opinions. I know it's not that easy out there sometimes to have conversations with people about this stuff. And, you know, you may feel like you're up against the wall sometimes, even with the, the state of things now, even after the COVID madness. Um, I know people are still real stubborn out there and uh you know so just but be strong don't don't give into the 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 bs there's a lot of it out there and uh you know we'll be seeing you guys next time we look forward to the next episode all right later guys i'll keep this in